Hey, everybody. This is Patrick, the Chief Monkey and founder of Wall Street Oasis. Just wanted to first off say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Second, wanted to make sure for any of you in the market for financial modeling training, remind you that Wall Street Oasis does have some incredible financial modeling training courses, including Excel modeling, financial statement through, you know, linking up the three statements, DCF, valuation, M&A, LBO, um, even more niche courses like 13-week cash flow, venture capital course, real estate modeling, you name it. Go ahead and check them out at wallstreetoasis.com slash courses. Thanks for the support. Hello and welcome. I'm Alex Grodnick, and this is Moving Up, a podcast about secrets to success, struggles along the way, and life in general. Today on the pod, John Jonas, a pioneer in the outsourcing business. John was a scrappy entrepreneur and saw how amazing it was hiring people from the Philippines to help with his startup. Like any good founder, he quickly saw a big opportunity in helping people access this pool of untapped talent. It's a good story. And John also weaves in some really actionable tips on how to find the best outsourced talent. Okay, time for a quick update on Pay Club. It is go time. School is starting and the app is completely new. So we're just out evangelizing the product on a few campuses through the South. The response has been amazing. People are so excited about using it to collect money with their clubs and friends. And I think we've made a delightful app experience. Of course, there's always stuff we want to improve on. But with our small team, the app is pretty much as good as it can be. We'll have a quick and fun video coming out next week. So stay tuned for that. But yeah, download the app, check it out, see if it'll be helpful for you uh, next time you're collecting money with friends or roommates or a trip or a club. We just passed 7,000 registered users. So yeah, that's it. I'll keep everyone posted on the progress. John from uh, my home state of Utah, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. I've been told you have a super interesting background. Your PR person put us in touch. You're a, um, you help entrepreneurs do outsourcing. You've like a guru at it. So I'd love to just kind of hear about uh, your background, who you are, how you, uh, how you got into the outsourcing business. Yeah. So, uh, man, I'm a terrible employee. That's how. <laughs> Um, I, I graduated from college in 2004 and I had a job for 10 months out of college. And my only goal during that time was to quit. And, and it took me 10 months to figure out how to make some, a little bit of money online. And I quit my job and, and I've been working online ever since, but after doing it for a little bit, I, man, I was working like 50 hours a week, which I, you know, like I expected it to be better than working the, the 40 hours a week in the job that I had. And it, and it just was hard. And, and outsourcing what I had done was hard. Like I tried hiring someone in India and I tried hiring off of Odesk, actually Elance, which merged with Odesk, which is now Upwork. Um, I tried hiring local people. I tried four different people locally, actually. The first thing they did when they realized what I was doing was quit. Um, it, it, it was just all really hard for me. And uh, I kind of stumbled into this, this thing with the Philippines and it, completely changed my life. And, uh, and that's kind of, I mean, there's a, there's a backstory. Do you want to know how I got into the Philippines or where do you want me to go with this? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm super interested in that, uh, in that like realization of this job sucks. Not right for me. I want to leave it. How do I do that? Like, I don't want to go get some other job. Like how did you like start thinking about what these next things were? Did you dip your toe in? Did you walk into your office office and quit and have nothing? Like what was that transition like? So it wasn't actually that the job sucked because the job didn't suck. Uh, I just, I'm not a good employee. Like I don't like the incentive system where I, 
I'm going to work and you're going to pay me this certain amount. And if I do good work, you're going to pay me this certain amount. And if I do crappy work, you're going to pay me the same amount. It just doesn't work for me. Um, and so like from the moment I was hired, I was, I was trying to, to make something else work for myself. And so the, the transition actually happened. Like I didn't have any debt. I made sure I didn't have any debt. I didn't have any responsibilities. Um, and so that, that makes a big difference when you go to quit your job is, is like, I didn't have a car payment. You know, I had a mortgage, but I had some renters in the basement paying most of my mortgage. So it wasn't like uh, some, so I had huge financial commitments. And I, and I think for a starting entrepreneur, that's a big deal. Um, and so what I was doing at the time, I, I had a little consulting job outside of my job and that I had two months and they were going to pay me $5,000 a month for those two months. And, you know, like that was more than enough just out of college to live at the time. I mean, this is 15 years ago. Uh, and I had a little business that I thought might make a little bit of money. And, and so I was like, dude, this is the chance. Like, I'm, I'm going to take this chance and see. Because, you know, I can always go back and find another job. Um, and that was kind of the thought process was like, I got two months to make this work. I'll do this consulting. I'll, I'll work on my other business at the same time. And. And that's where I was. Yeah, that uh, that makes sense. And you know, I like the idea of same as same as in startups or entrepreneurship, whatever. Keeping your burn low. That's uh, that's really important. So not having yeah. all these all these responsibilities. That's big. That extends just extends your runway and you know how much time you can have to get something off the ground. Because like nothing's easy. It, like nothing happens quickly, right? I mean, I'm sure for you, you had you said I'm going to give it a couple of months. Like probably not that much happening in a couple of months, right? Well, yeah. So like. I mean, I, I, you talk about leave, keeping your burn rate low. Like this was 2004, 2005. I was driving a 1992 Toyota Tercel. Like it, you know, like I, I had nothing, but I made sure that I didn't have anything because that, it, it just makes a difference. It, it makes your brain work a lot better when you're not worried about, oh my gosh, what happens if I fail? You know, like if I fail, it's not that big of a deal. I don't, I don't have a big car, man. I, I don't have a big, big mortgage, you know? Um, so in those two months, actually, stuff started to work for me. Uh, and, and it was a different time. It was early on in the internet where there was like a get-rich-quick scheme where you could actually make some money. And I didn't get rich doing it, but I made some money and saw like, oh, my gosh, this is real. Like, you can make money on the internet. Because at the time, you know, it was, people were like, oh, nobody's making money online. Well, yeah, they were. You just kind of had to fall into the right places. Uh, today, there's tons of people making money online, and, it, and it's not that hard. You just have to work to it for it. At the time, I didn't have to add any value to anybody. Today, you have to add value. Um, so that that was kind of a lucky thing for me in 2004, where you know I could. Yeah, the, the there was a lot of fruit on the tree. You just bump into it, and money has fallen off the money tree. Right, and there's a lot of fruit on the tree today. It, it, there's a lot more than there's going to be in five years. Uh, you just have to do something about it. Right. Just everything just gets more competitive every year, no matter what it is. Right. 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 Sure. Okay. So, so like, let's get into the, the business. Like what is the money tree? Like what, what are you doing? You, you said you're not providing too much value, but you had to be doing something. Right. So like, what was it? Well, at the time, well, I don't even want to get into it cause it's not real. It's, it doesn't, it doesn't work anymore. It, I mean, <laughs> we were building websites. I built yep. hundreds, thousands of websites that were just garbage. Every one of them was garbage, but every one of them, had ads on them and they made a little bit of money each. And I mean, the, the very first website I, used, I built, I used some software 
that built the website for me. I just gave it a list of keywords. It built a website. I put it up on my hosting account and it made $50 like three days later, which was wow. shocking. Yeah. And that first month it made like 1500 bucks. You're right. Really, really providing a lot of value, helping, helping people find valuable content. And, um, okay. Yeah. You're right. That, that was a different day of the internet. Right. So today, I mean, since then I've been through like building affiliate websites where I provide a lot of value and there's a lot of really good stuff. Um, to like provide to making my own info product where I'm teaching something and and providing really good information and and it's amazing what how many people are willing to pay for good information and I'm still doing that today. Um, it kind of evolved into like I I was doing these affiliate websites and I needed help and so I hired these guys in the Philippines and it turned out to be amazing for me and so then people started asking me how are you doing this why is this so good because nobody was in 2005 nobody was hiring people uh, full-time overseas like they were hiring people in India and it was a disaster and when I was hiring people in the Philippines everybody wanted to know like dude what is going on how is this working out so well for you and and it kind of sucked to find people. And that's where I, I was like, hey, there's a need here. Like, let's, let me build this marketplace to find these people better because I wanted to find them better. And so then I was teaching how, do you, how and why you should hire people in the Philippines because I had all these people asking me. And then I built this marketplace to how to find the people in the Philippines. Uh, and that's onlinejobs.ph. And that's kind of what I focus on today because it just went crazy. It, it blew up and for the last... 10 years, that's, it has gone crazy. So. Right. I mean, that's pretty cool. And I love the organic story. You're doing something, you see a problem, you're fi using it yourself. You're actually eating your own dog food as, as they say in, in startup, uh, startup world. And, uh, and then you see like, Hey, like there's a problem here. I can, I can build a marketplace for this. So firstly, like, what is it about the Philippine culture that, you know, creates good, good, uh, outsourced workers? Yeah, so this is kind of like what I stumbled upon. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I had no idea what I was getting into. But so someone gave me a reference where I could hire someone full time at, through an agency. So I hired them full time. I mean, they gave me a person that I could hire. Uh, I paid them seven hundred fifty bucks a month. They paid the person two hundred fifty bucks a month. Which, whatever, we, we can talk about that later. Um, and the coolest thing was this dude worked for me full time, and. And he was able to do anything I asked him to do as long as I was willing to teach it to him. And what made the Philippines different was, number one, he speaks American English. And that's very different than, uh, than most people's outsourcing experiences where they have communication issues all over the place. I nev I've never in 15 years had a communication issue with someone. Um, uh, he's, he's very hard. They're very hardworking. Like culturally, they want to make you happy, so they want to work hard. Um, they are honest and loyal. Like the loyalty piece of it was, was probably the biggest deal where, and I, I didn't know this in the beginning, but um, you know, people talk about you have to create standard operating procedures. Well, I suck at creating standard operating procedures. Like I, I'm just not good at it. It's not fun for me. And, and, and I think most people aren't very good at it, but the Filipinos are so loyal that if you're willing to teach them things, you don't have to create a standard operating procedure. You don't have to have this formalized thing. You just teach them something and you give them a little bit of training and then they go and do it and, and mess up with you and you give them some feedback and they mess up and you get it right over time. And then that person knows how to do it. And that first person that I hired still works for me today. It's been 15 years and maybe 14 years. Uh, and the guy today is amazing. 
and I have 26 other people that work for me today. Um, so the, the loyalty piece of this, we're like, they don't jump ship at the first better job offer. Uh, they want a long-term stable job as long as you treat them well, um, which means like you can teach them stuff about your business that you would never teach someone else, which allows you to free up your time. Like I've taught them how to filter my email. So like I show up, I wake up in the morning and I have a clean inbox because it just makes my day easier. You know, like you can't teach a, a, an hourly person. You can't teach a, a contract worker to do that. It's, there's too much work involved in teaching it and, and the work is there short term. Well, I, I know these people are here long term. And that makes a huge difference, especially in like the early entrepreneurial journey of a startup where turnover is like the number one enemy. Any turnover is just so painful because it takes so much to recruit a good person. Um, yeah, turnover just kills you. So those are kind of so some of the things that, that make the Philippines. Another one is, man, they're not entrepreneurial. So you can teach them whatever you want about your business. You don't have to like segment, oh, I can only teach this person one thing because otherwise they're going to steal my business. That's not a thing in the Philippines. Like they just want a stable job. And if you pay them, pay them well and you... You treat them right. Um, they just want to help you out. So, like, I, I mean, I could tell a story about this if, if, if it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, this entire thing is, I mean, I'm really interested in other cultures, but it's like you've built this, like, you know, Willy Wonka type world where you've, you've just, you've, you've found, you know, like, like, like he did, like a people that are just perfectly built for, you know, helping out startups and, and, on, and on the entrepreneurial journey. That was, that was like exactly my thoughts. Like, this is, this is crazy. I had never thought that, like, you know, I think outsourcing is outsourcing. Like it's just hard. It just sucks. And then I come upon these, this kind of group of people that like changed everything, at least changed everything for me and my, well, I mean, I've seen thousands of people do this. So I'll just tell you this quick story of like, it'll tell you a lot about their personalities and, and what their culture. So my wife is, my wife's seven months pregnant with our third child uh, she has preeclampsia. The doctor tells her she has to go on strict bed rest and f for three to five weeks. So I go home and write an email to two guys in the Philippines that are working for me. This is 12 years ago. And, and I tell them, look, I can't work. I got two other kids. I got to take care of them. I need you to take care of everything I'm currently doing in my business. So for the next three weeks, I walked away and they took care of everything. And now they've been working for me for like 18 months or two years. I don't want you to think that this happens overnight, but, um, I had taught, I've, I'd spent a lot of time teaching these guys stuff, but all of a sudden they were doing everything that I was previously doing. And there were a couple of things that weren't getting done because I hadn't taught them stuff, but they really, really stepped up. So three weeks later, my wife has the baby, this perfect little girl. And uh, for the next two months, my wife has a really hard time with pregnancy and uh, postpartum. And so I, for, it was like three weeks before and two months after that I didn't work. And this was like three months of crazy learning where I learned like they can do so much for you and uh, stuff that I didn't know. Like I didn't know they were capable of thinking through all the stuff that they were thinking through. I thought they were just like menial workers. And, and so I learned. So then I started a business. I, I was like, well, I'm not really doing anything in this current business that we're doing because they're taking care of it. So let me start another business and let me see how far exactly I can take this outsourcing thing. So I designed a business where they were going to do everything. And I was just going to teach them how to do it. So that's what I did. I bought a domain and I recorded myself talking for 45 minutes, explaining everything about my business. Uh, 
from like how I want the website to look to how the business is going to work, what's the business model, how we join affiliate programs, how we write our content. And I sent it to this guy. He, set, he takes a domain, sets it up on my hosting account, sets up WordPress, starts starts setting it up exactly how I've described in the in the audio, and he sent it back to me. And, and, and it wasn't good. Uh, the website that he built wasn't good. And so I had to go through with him like, okay, let's change this and let's move this. And, and I went back and forth like that for a couple of weeks until we got it right. And the point in telling this isn't like, oh, everything worked out perfectly the first time. It's that I worked with him, but I was, for the first time in my life, I was the CEO and he did the work. So then he starts writing the content as I described in that audio. And the first time he did it, it was terrible. So I realized like, oh man, we gotta, we gotta change my, my initial idea. Like let's, let's do this differently. So I worked with him for over a couple of weeks and we got it right. And, and so since then he's, he's written tons and tons of content. Then we start working on SEO and we start working on pay-per-click and I'm teaching him all these things. We start doing classified ads. We start doing uh, at the time, like uh, I want to say Friendster because this, this Facebook was just getting started. So we started doing uh, everything that I knew of that I should be doing online. We were doing, I just wasn't the one doing the work. It was him doing the work. And so I built this whole business based around this concept of like, I'm going to be the CEO. I'm going to teach him how to do it. He's going to do the work. In the end, this business is making me like ten dollars to $15,000 a month. And every month, he sends me a report. Here's how much money the business made. Here's how much money we spent on ads. Here's what I think I can do to improve it. Uh, what do you think? That, that's the email I get from him. And you know that kind of tells you a little bit about the culture, about their, their work ethic, about how you have to handle this. You have to be willing to... to work with them. You don't expect to just hire someone and have them do all the work for you and you not do anything. You have to train. But that was like my eye opening, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how good and capable these people are. Right. So, I mean, wow. So so now the business that you're talking about is the marketplace that you that you've built. It sounds like you have a couple of businesses, but let's talk about the marketplace. Um you have that kind of like agency type model where you find great uh, talent bring them onto your website and then you know allow businesses and entrepreneurs to, to hire them and you split some kind of fee no 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 so i hated that model i mean well, yeah i i, I heard I you it sounded like i was yeah. paying him 750 and he was they were paying him 250 i was like this sucks i just want to pay him 250 actually right. i want to pay him 400 but i just want to pay it to him directly so when we started the marketplace that's exactly what we did like you go on you post a job you contact the people directly you hire them directly. You pay them what they want to make. You pay them. You pay them through PayPal. You can pay them through. We have a. We have EasyPay with OnlineJobs.ph. It, it's easy, but the money all goes directly to them. So you hire someone for six hundred bucks a month. You pay them six hundred bucks a month. We don't take any of it. We we don't even see it. Um, so it's like the best situation for for you, and it's the best situation for them. Where there's no middleman here. There's no agency. There's no. There's nobody taking a cut of it. Right. So that's, so then your business is some kind of subscription business that you pay to access the marketplace. That's right. You pay to access the marketplace. You pay, oh. you pay to contact the workers. And then when you're done, when you hire someone, you cancel with us. Cool. That's, I love that. You're right. That, that does align interests much better. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot better than like an agency model where, uh, yeah, my goal is to charge you as much as you can. You know, you're hoping to get a worker that I provide to you might be good, you know? Right. And that's what yeah. I came across in the beginning was like, I just hope they find me someone good. And I got lucky the first time. The second time I didn't, you know? 
Yeah. So do you have best practices, tips for like, you know, finding good ones? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, uh, okay. So here's, here's a couple things. Um, when you post a job, give some details, but don't be, don't give too much. Like don't expect to find a magic person that does everything for you. Cause I, I'll see people that are like, Oh, I want someone who can write content and build me a website and do really great design work and write me an ebook and, and do SEO. Like that's not That person doesn't exist. Find someone who speaks, speaks really good English. And when you get started, the very first thing you should hire for is something you're currently doing. This is probably the biggest deal towards people who succeed with this. Find something you do in your business, something you know how to do, something you can teach, and hire someone to do that thing. Because um, if it's something you know how to do, um, you can easily teach it. You can easily get it done how you want it done. And now you're not doing it anymore, which just bought you time. And that's your number one resource is time. Uh, and and when, when you've gotten some time back in your life by getting someone else doing something you're doing, now you can think more clearly towards like, oh, hey, I should be doing this other thing. Let me start doing this. And when you're good at that, you hire someone to do that thing, right? And because you, the entrepreneur, know your business best, right? Um, so a couple of tricks when you go to hire this person. Um, one, give some details, but don't give too much. You'll scare the Filipinos off. They, they get scared easily. Two, um, when you post your job, ask them to include something in the title, like include a, a keyword in the title. Put one, two, three at the end of your application title or um, include the word uh, design, best designer in the application. What that does is it, it lets you weed people out really quickly. Like anybody who doesn't include whatever it is that you said to include, you just ignore the application. We get a lot of people that'll get like, 50, 100, 400 job applications in online jobs. Um, there's just so many people in the Philippines looking for work. So if you can weed them out better by saying like, hey, I only want people that are willing to pay attention to, to the details of my job description, then all of a sudden you've gotten rid of two thirds of your applicants right away, right? And that's a big deal. After that, when you start to interview people, so like you've gotten 50 job applicants, you start to interview them, um, don't reply to anything that just looks like that doesn't look good to you, right? But anything that looks good to you, that looks reasonable, apply reply to all of them. Because some of them may look good, like you might find the one, but that's finding the one is the wrong way to go about it. Uh, start interviewing, asking lots of questions in your in your emails. Like email them back and forth lots of times. You might want to do a Skype uh, call, which I think is is a mistake, um, just because they don't want to do it. Uh, Filipino culture, like it's odd that they don't want to do the, they don't want to do a Skype interview. So uh, send lots of emails back and forth with them. And what I find is if you do that, you'll get number one, a really good idea of how, how well they pay attention to details. Number two, you get a really good idea of their English and of their command of, of the language uh, overall. Um, number three, you get to see like, how quickly do you respond to me? Because if it takes you three days to respond during an interview process, then the chances of me hiring you and taking you three days to respond just kind of doesn't work for me, you know? Um, so it, I, I find that if I send them lots of emails with lots of questions over a couple of days, I get a really, really good idea of who I want to hire during this process. And I'm, I'm probably 80% on my hiring process with, with this. So that's that's a that's that's my way. There's lots of ways of hiring. Other people do other things. I try and keep it really simple, though. Like I see a lot of people that make some really complicated hiring processes, and like man, for me, hiring is the worst. I, I just 
want to find the right person right away and and keep it simple. So I find that just posting a job, emailing the people that I that I see that are reasonable, asking lots of questions makes it way easier for me than like, oh, go fill out this Google form thingy or go take these tests or like all that takes a lot of work. So Yeah, no, I I love it. And uh, I mean these tips were these tips were great. And the advice of just hiring someone to do something you already know how to do, you're already an expert at, that's great. I mean it's super enticing to say, oh I have no idea how to do X, like I'll go hire someone to do that. In practice though, that it makes sense that that doesn't work quite as well. Like you hire someone to do what you know how to do and then you go learn how to do that next thing and well enough. And then you can hire someone to do that, free up your time. Yeah. Yeah. And after some time, it's totally reasonable to hire someone to do stuff, stuff you don't know how to do. But when you start, hire someone to do something you do know how to do. Sure. Well, I, uh, I love it. So, so John, the web, the website is, uh, onlinejobs.ph and I assume there's more tips and tricks and tutorials there. Yeah. I have a full, like a full education uh, side of the site that will teach you everything, like everything that I know I have put into that. Cause really in the end, like I've had, we've helped hundreds of thousands of people in the Philippines get jobs. We've helped hundreds of thousands of employers around the world, hire people in the Philippines. Um, I really just want more people to hire because it changes lives. It changes lives of employers. It changes the lives of the workers. It, and in the end, you just have to give it a shot and see if it works for you. So yeah, it sounds like anything else in life. Just kind of get going on it and uh, could be pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, John, this really fun speaking with you. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. This has been great. Okay. Talk soon. Thanks for listening today. If you like moving up, the best way you can support us is by telling your friends, helping us grow. Thanks. <laughs>